0: Welcome to Simply Diosa with your host, Maggie. This podcast was created for all women who are on their journey to growth, self-love, and soul healing. This is your space. Join me in discovering and unleashing that Diosa power within. So we are back for the official episode of Simply Diosa. And with me on today's episode, I have a very close friend of mine who wants to share her story of what it's like um, to be a woman, first of all, and what what she's going through at the moment. Um, We relate a lot because we're both in the position where, you know, we're trying to get pregnant and it's not easy. It's not something we were told was gonna be easy. So she's here today to share her point of view, to share her story. And some of you may be able to relate. Um, And some of you, you know, might not know or might be starting your journey in this, you know, in this process, I guess. And this might be of some help or some guidance. So with me today is Tania Orozco. Hi, Tania
1: hi (laughs) thank you for having me
0: thank you for being here so tanya
1: um how are you doing today um i'm kind of excited but also like mixed emotions just because um today's topic can be very um very hard for many women to even bring it up it's something that's very taboo and also it's um in a way we've been told by society that it's a topic that we just don't mention it don't talk about it and just deal with it on your own
2: yes it's a to- yeah it's a topic
0: that I think even our moms and our dads grandmas they it's a topic that they just don't talk about it's just something that I guess they've learned to deal on their own and that's how we were raised how we were programmed and I think um, I want to say our generation (laughs) (laughs) Um, now that we're going through this and it's our turn it's I think at least let me speak for myself and then if you can relate I guess you know let let us know Um, for me it's just a topic that If I bring it up with my mom or my sister, it's something that's just like, they don't know how to respond to it. So it kind of just leaves you in a position or leaves me in a position of like, maybe I shouldn't share this information with them. Maybe I should just keep to myself, you know? Um, Yes. And it's hard sometimes because, yeah, and it's hard because there's lots of emotions and, you know, you need someone to talk to, someone who can understand you or You know just let you know that everything's going to be okay um yes
1: in my case um i have been able to be open about it with my mom and well of course my sister um even with my brother however like the rest of the family it is a little bit more difficult because how i said like it's still that program or that mentality that um it's better to just be silent about that situation, because how you say that yeah. like, they don't know how to, how to react to it.
0: And and I think it's just it's a it's a very hard topic. It's something that I guess for especially for women who's just been easy for them to get pregnant to even talk about or for even to them to understand. Um, I'm gonna speak like for my mom. She got, she has four of us. There's four of us. And I think every time she got pregnant, it was just like easy. She didn't have to struggle. She didn't know that, you know, women can get pregnant. Um, And I think that's how, at least for me, that's how I saw it like, oh, it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy to get pregnant. But um, it's not. It's a lot of emotions. It's a roller coaster. And I guess at the beginning, at least for myself, it was a bit stressing.
2: Definitely.
0: <laughs> yes, but I've, everyone tells you, oh, don't stress about it, don't stress about it. But then it's like, how do you not stress about something that you really, really want, but you can't mm-hmm.
1: have yet? Of course, yes. And I think it's in my case, I, I mean, it's something I have been wanting for the past nine years. And it was just... Um, I don't know, I kind of felt like I was like to <laughs> pregnancy because they made it seem like it was just unicorns and rainbows and, you know, it was never like that. Every time I, I had a friend or family that was pregnant and I would ask, how are you doing? It was always like, oh, it's going great. It's good, I'm good. And it's like on um, the first three weeks or, um, I mean, you're already having these symptoms <laughs> and I was like how are you okay because I haven't been able to eat like when I was already 8 weeks in like I wasn't able to eat like I couldn't hold food in and just you know going through a roller coaster of emotions and you know the difference um, of the body temperature and you know it was just a lot and I was like why wasn't I told about this this part of pregnancy let alone that it's not always happy news
0: yeah, I think, um, I think the only reason I knew pregnancy wasn't all, you know, rainbows and unicorns, I had a friend who gifted me a book called What to Expect When You're Expecting or something like that, and in there, like, there's stories of women like us who go through pregnancy and experience morning sickness, who experience so many things, and it's not always pretty, but I think... Um, I want to say, I don't want to um, it's called generalize or anything like that, but I think as, a, as part of the Hispanic community, as Latinas, um, our parents were raised in a way where it's like, you don't talk about the bad things. You only talk about the good things. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's, we've always been told it's a beautiful experience. It's, you know, and it is, it does get to a point where it becomes a beautiful experience, but everything... they they don't tell you the risks of pregnancy either. Right. Yes. Um, I think um, when we were, so if you guys, um, Tanya and I actually were talking about this, texting about this before we even did the podcast. And we were talking about how um, when you're trying to get pregnant, I've been trying to get pregnant for like a little over two years now. Having your family and friends ask you questions like, oh, are you guys going to have another one? Um, do you plan on having more? <laughs> um, my son's name is Noah. So it's like, oh, are you, Noah needs his, Noah dicen su, su, su partner, su pareja." It's questions that I think for me, it's been like, I don't know how to answer. Like, how do you tell people you're trying, you know? Right. Um what are some questions that you've been asked that you're just like,
1: wow? The most popular one has been like, Isilas están echando ganas? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like uncomfortable because I'm like, so you're asking me like about my sexual life? Like <laughs> I don't understand, you know. Yeah. And of course the same question as related to you is like so when are you
2: guys going to
0: have a baby? Mm-hmm. And I think it's something, I think it's a question that people think it's normal to ask. But I think before asking, if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of the persons that asks this question a lot to someone you know, don't feel bad. We're not, I think we all do it. I'm sure, like I myself have asked family and friends the same question, but it didn't. I didn't know how it affected them until I was going through it. So just know that if you're doing it, it's okay. Like don't worry about it, don't panic, but just know that in the other person's shoes, they might be trying and they don't feel comfortable talking about it. Um, in my case, I have been told multiple times, "Oh, you should go to the doctor. You should go get checked out. You should you should go see what's wrong." But my my family and friends don't understand the panic I get when someone tells me go to the doctor and get checked out like it's a fear that I have that I don't want to go because I'm afraid they're going to tell me you can't have kids anymore Mm -hmm. and that's that's the news that I am not ready to receive or prepared to receive and I don't want to receive so I've avoided going to the doctor for the past two years. I think it's actually been almost three years. I was talking to my husband about it and we're like, it's been more than two years. Um and it's just it's it's a it's something that it's it's hard to explain when you're trying to get pregnant and when you're going through all this and when you've been going years. And then for me, I don't know if it's happened to you, Tanya. For me is I've been seeing all my Instagram and Facebook friends get pregnant. And I'm just like, why? Like, I'm happy for them, but it's like a bittersweet moment where it's like, I'm happy for you, but I've been trying and I can't. And it's, I don't know if you've been experiencing this or you've gone through this or you have felt the same way. But for me, it's been very common where like everywhere I turn or everyone I talk to is getting pregnant. And I'm just like, (laughs) what the heck?
1: Well, for me personally, it's just been about um, the question of how is it that um, these women who are are not trying hard enough or don't want these pregnancies can easily get pregnant. Yeah, that that has been what's been going around my mind, and then also in relation in in the topic that you touched about going to the doctors in my case. I kept asking my OBG if there was a problem, if there was an issue and I wasn't getting the the answers. Um, Most of the answers I would get was without them actually doing the test, they'll just be like, well, you're overweight. So until you lose weight, then you can get pregnant. And it's like, okay, like I know I'm on a heavier side But I was so healthy. Like I have done multiple physical tests, and I'm healthy. And um, and the other thing was um, the things that I was being told by other people too. um, It was like, well, what's is there something wrong with you? Well, probably nothing's wrong with you. Something's wrong with him. Are you going to stay with him? And it was like, how do you tell this to a person?
2: You know, like. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. It's an emotional topic. It's something that
0: I feel family and friends mean to do good by all these questions and all these concerns. But instead of doing good, they do more hurt. And they probably don't mean it. But I think that's why I created this podcast. And that's why when you said you wanted to come on, I was like, yes, because it's important for our family and friends to know you know, then not all questions are okay questions to ask someone who's trying and has been trying and for a woman to be able to know that they're not alone. Um, like I mentioned in the little trailer, my goal is to, you know, um, show woman, not show woman, but guide woman and that woman into my journey of learning how to be strong for myself and learning how to be there for myself first before anyone else um anything that's something that like you said right now on health that people told you know the doctor tells you you have to lose more weight or things like that um I don't believe that because there's women that I know that are way overweight who don't take care of their health at all like they're drinking every weekend and they get pregnant like you said and they don't and they didn't want to get pregnant but they get pregnant and they're like super overweight and I'm just like what the heck it's not the weight Mm-hmm. It's not the health, like people who are worse than me are able to get pregnant. Why can't I? Um, I think for me, I know why it's more emotional for you. And I don't know if you want to share more about it. But for me, um, I've made peace with the fact that it's going to be a long journey. Yes, it still hurts when I think, oh, I might be pregnant. I need to get a pregnancy test and it's a negative I've broken down, I've cried in the restroom. It's, it's horrible. And then I binge eat, like it's, it's a bad, I don't know if anyone can relate to it, but for me it's like, it's a negative. And then I just, you know, start eating. That's like my go-to when I'm sad. I just eat, eat, eat and eat. And um, I'm just like, what's the, for me it's like, what's the point of getting healthy if it's not gonna make a difference? um oh my god I lost my train of thought (laughs) I was talking I was talking about oh, oh for me um my husband and I have talked about it and although we have made peace with it or at least we think we've made peace with it about how you know there's also other kids out there who you know are looking for a family you know who their parents don't want them So we have talked about adoption and we have considered adoption, but it still doesn't change the fact that I want to carry another baby. I want to feel that again. I mean, I come from a family I consider big. It's four of us, my mom and my dad. I feel like I want to have a big family of my own as well. And just knowing that that might not happen is a scary thought. Um, And for me, it's more of like a, okay, you know, I think I've made peace with it. But then talking to you, Tanya, through text, and you told me what happened to you, I was like, if that would have been me, I would have been broken. I would have been deeply inside. Like, I don't know what would have happened. I have gone through depression. I have gone through suicidal attempts previous years so for me I think that would have been a breaking point for me um I don't know if you're going to share or you want to
1: share
2: but Um, for me that yeah
1: I definitely do want to share just because now I am in a different mindset than I was before Mm -hmm. because like you I did go through depression um and I also had a suicidal attempt and you know, going through these seminars and my, the classes, going through mastermind and possibilities. um, It definitely helped me see um, life experiences differently as well as death. Um, I was my, my my mother-in-law's and father-in-law's caregiver. And I knew what it was like being in the hospital. And you know these are adults, um, and it was already hard enough. And um, I got to be there with them when they each passed away. Of course, it was a different year or so different timeframe, but I was the one that was there for them, like um, during their last breath. And so that was what um, led me towards a downward spiral. And so now I just, um, I will speak about the situation that happened, but I just wanted to let the listeners know that um, because of those bad experiences that I went through, I was able to take a, spot, a positive, um, how do you say it? Like I was, re- I was able to react more positive towards my most recent situ- situation. And um, I was going back and forth about sharing this, <laughs> as I had told you before, just because um, it is a taboo, like talking about about this specific topic, which I will go more over with. But um, so, after trying to get pregnant for nine years, I finally did get pregnant, and I just didn't know it. But I did have COVID back in November and during that time on the first three weeks that I was um, taking medication and just taking care of myself, treating the, the COVID virus, I was pregnant and I just didn't know it. I didn't find out until I was six weeks in and that was because I just kept bleeding for a month. And I just thought like, that's so weird because how I said, I had been trying to get pregnant. My, my periods have been irregular. Like this is probably something normal or maybe not. And that was when I actually found out I was pregnant. And um, as I continued through my pregnancy, I was just waiting for my, my um, ultrasound. And just to get the okay, so I can, because we're told like you have to wait um, the first trimester before you let your friends and family know, which I still think is kind of BS and I'll share why. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I was pretty much just living through my pregnancy the first couple of weeks alone because of that quote unquote rule, right? And so um, it wasn't until I went to my first ultrasound that I was told that there was fluid
2: in the back of the head. Mm
1: -hmm. And so they had me go through a specialist and even then I still didn't think much of it. I just thought like, this is gonna be normal. Like it's just growing and will be okay and um, as I was taking all these other tests um, I finally was given the diagnosis that there was
2: a genetic disorder. So I came into this point where
1: I was in a dilemma that I was told that I had three options one was to um, terminate, which was at 16 weeks. So I was already going into, I was already in my second trimester. And I had, um, they told me to terminate right now that the baby was still not, well, the fetus was not feeling the pain right now. Or it would be to continue. And the possibility of the baby not even making it full term was high. Or even if the baby was born, it might not even survive. Or the other option was just to deliver this baby that might be already like destined to call the hospital their home. They were going to be going in and out. And I
2: just, it broke my heart. But um, however, I was able to put emotions to the side and really make a decision of what would be best. Not for myself, but for this child, because I don't think to
1: have a baby or have a a child going in and out of a hospital. That's not a quality life.
2: And so then comes about the the topic about abortions. Even though this is considered a
1: medical purpose. Um I had to bring this um decision to my family, which was, well, my most direct family, which were my parents and my siblings. And at that point, when I did share them, my decision, it was in, to get their opinion. It was more of like, this is what I've decided. What well, we decided as a couple, And all I needed was just a hug. And I'm so grateful. (laughs) I'm so grateful for my family. They were there. They were being very supportive. And
2: and I just want, uh,
1: want to mention about what it's like going through these clinics just because People always seem to think of it as these terrible places, which I understand, however, you know, being on the other side, like you don't know really what these women are going through
2: and not everyone that's there want to be there.
1: Um, I know it's easy to just repost things on Facebook about you supporting <laughs> for these, um, like to be um, against abortions, however. And it sucks that this is what I had to call it because in my heart, that's not what I did. Um, yeah, it was heartbreaking that I had to go here and I had people yelling at me and it was mainly men. And um however, once I was inside, like they double checked and triple checked that the test results were still like the same as what they were getting in their ultrasounds. And they were very um, caring, which is what I really appreciate. They were really caring and,
2: um, I even had a nurse hold my hand, and I felt like my own mother was in there with me. And um,
1: when I came out of there, I felt nothing but just peace. And I was feeling um, gratitude because, like, Well, now I know I can't get pregnant, (laughs) which was one of the things that was never certain. I have now a stronger relationship with my husband. And then I also understand now those women that have to go to these clinics. it opened up a whole new world to me and to my family to just be more understanding and to be more supportive of other women because you really don't know the pain that they are going through.
2: And um, in my heart, I know that, I gave this baby the best possible, painless time. And I'm a true believer that we come
1: into this world for a purpose. And maybe this was the purpose of this baby, which I did name her.
2: (laughs) She's baby Rose.
1: So I just, I wanted to, well, I reached out to you about talking about my experience
2: because I know that
1: I'm not alone. There's other women going through this as well. And how I mentioned to you, it's something that it's not talked about enough, even among our own family or our own friends. Um, especially when there's a, a loss, like a miscarriage, is something that us women feel like we cannot share. And I don't know why. <laughs> that, like, why, why is it an, a norm to be silent?
0: sorry um i know i feel you can you hear me yes okay so if you guys are did not know and you are wondering how we're doing this podcast we're doing it via zoom because tanya is in vegas and i am california um however tanya your Mm -hmm. story I think what you had to go through on your own, especially with COVID happening, you know, you can't have anyone in there with you, which I mm-hmm. find totally stupid, excuse my language, but that, I think that is the dumbest thing ever. It's like, as my sister, she went to pregnancy during COVID. When COVID started, she was pregnant and she had to, she ended up going to her ultrasounds all by herself. Listening to the baby's heartbeat and watching the baby grow all by herself. So I know that's a very emotional thing. You know, in your case, I think it's even more emotional. And I think I think I feel you. I think having a family that supports you and is there for you is like the number one thing you need. And I know for my in my case, my family. They're always like, oh, ¿cuando otro? or like, oh, you're pregnant. It's like, I know they do it jokingly. I know they do it because, you know, they don't mean any harm. But it, it if you family, if you're listening to this, please don't take it wrong. I don't, you guys don't mean it that way. But <laughs> you, it sometimes gets to the point where it, it hurts, you know, like, you know, especially because they know you're trying and I know they don't mean it in a bad way, but it's hard. When I told them yesterday, I was talking to mom and my dad, my mom and my sister. And I said, Guess what? And they're like, Well, you're pregnant. And I was like, No, that's <laughs> not what I wanted to say. And I think um, your story, listening to it, because I, ladies, you, listen, you know, whoever's listening to this, um, I did not know her whole story. I knew a summary of it, I didn't know the details. Until she talked about it right now. And I think being in the situation. That you were put in. Having to choose. What was going to happen to. Baby Rose. Is not an easy decision. For any mother to make. And I think it's the hardest decision. That you had to go through. And you and your husband. I know we're talking on the lady side. And how it's more emotional for us. But. I think the men in, that are part of this also go through their own emotional roller coaster, especially seeing us go through our emotional roller coaster. Um, and I think there's no right or wrong decision. I think any decision you would have made would have been the right one for you and the baby. And I think no one here has the right to judge what decision you made, what you decided to do, because it was you and your baby's life and your husband. And I think that you made the decision that you were supposed to make. I'm a big believer that there's no coincidence in this world and things happen for a reason. And I don't talk about this a lot, but I think that Um, from the classes we've taken, Tanya and I have taken, there's this class called Posibilidades. And um, the teacher there talks a lot about how when we come to this earth, we choose who our parents are going to be. We choose who our siblings are going to be. And I'm not going to go into detail, but, you know, if you're in this spiritual journey and you're researching all this, you'll learn that before we come to this earth, we choose who's going to be our parent. We choose who's going to be part of our life. And I think Baby Rose chose you guys as your parents because there's something for you guys there to learn, and I think what you learned most, which you have, I mean, I'm sure you're going to share right now. I think those four points that you learned from this experience is why Baby Rose came into your life and why she had to leave so early on. Um, it's not an easy topic to talk about to anyone, and um very emotional topic I um
1: am <laughs> it's definitely not, very not, emotional <laughs> yes I think um so like the other thing you didn't know was that I actually don't have friends and family that even know I was pregnant <laughs> Because again, there's this rule, right? That we're not supposed to share that news yet. Um, So when I was already like hoping to share already that I was pregnant and do a a gender reveal, I had to instead show the news that that I had to do a termination. And so a lot of them are about to find out. (laughs) So let me ask you something your mom your immediate family your mom dad's siblings did they know you were pregnant they did I let them know um and I did it uh, I did tell them about my test results and even then it was something like difficult especially for my mom which I understand because she's my mother <laughs> and um you know we do come from a very traditional Latino Catholic home.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it, it's uh, it was a situation that she even had a hard time with. However, like once even like, cause we got a third opinion, I was seeing, I had two specialists and then my regular doctor. And she spoke to um, my cousin who's a, um, he's a doctor as well. And once he confirmed everything to her and told her about the dangers, that was till then that she realized that I was making the best decision for myself and for the baby. That's when I had her full support. And um, I think I was just holding back more about letting people know because I had a dilemma with myself with, do I tell the full truth? Or do I hold back on information because they're going to, there's going to be always a, um, they're going to attack me for my decision. And not only me, but probably you know, my parents or my family, which they have nothing to do with this. But um, no. that's why I was like, I want to come out with my story where, where I can help other women rather than to just post it on Facebook just to expect uh, like people to feel sorry for me because that's not what I wanted that's not what I'm looking for I just want more than anything for this silence to be broken to uh, for other people that even like closest people to us like our cousins or you know sisters all these women around us like friends that they have gone through it as well and that um, you're not the one going through it alone in a sense mm-hmm. because that's how i felt at first i just thought like this only happens to me in this world because <laughs> like, no one in my family has ever had it and it wasn't until i spoke up that my mom told me well somebody else had something similar, but they had a positive response um, with, that, with the test, like everything came back normal. So I was like, well, why couldn't they share that story with everybody else? And that's why I thought it was important for me to um, take part of your, your platform and just you know, let other women know that it's okay, that you, they're not alone and to make it a norm
0: to break the silence. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's important that we start speaking up because there's other women who might be going through the same thing and might not know how to react to it, might not know that, you know, they're not alone. and, And although we're not able to do a lot, as in like, you know, hug them out or, you know, be there for them right now that they need someone to be there for them i think it's important for them to speak up to let more important i think the most important part of speaking up is to let out all those emotions like to not store those emotions because those emotions if you store them and you keep storing them eventually they're just going to break you and i think it's important to speak up to you know let it all out whether it's on a podcast that you're doing whether it's on a Facebook post, whether it's on an Instagram post, whether it's just, you know, with family and friends, but it's important to speak up. And if people know that, you know, what to expect, that pregnancy is not, like you said, rainbows and unicorns, there's consequences, it's risky. Um, We don't like to think about that, because we like to think about just the, the positive side, but like everything, it has its, its pros and its cons. And is something that we don't talk about. Like I, for example, um, I think it was my son was maybe six months old. Um, the only reason I knew, and I did never went to the clinic to confirm, so, you know, but I know I felt something. Um, a friend of my mom's told me I had, I was having a miscarriage. I had no idea because I did not know I was pregnant. So my husband and I went to this ranch and we got, on. a not we went horse, horseback riding and I felt something, I know this might be TMI, too much information, but I felt something come down and I was like, oh, you know, it's just my period, whatever, but the days after that, it was like the heaviest flow I have ever had and my mom's friend visited around the, that time and she told me, and I was like, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. I never confirmed it, but that's the only time I've ever had, like, a very heavy flow. Um, never confirmed, but, and I, I guess I've never confirmed because I'm always scared of knowing the truth, of knowing, you know, the worst case scenario. So it's something that I've never talked about. I think it was something my mom's friend brought up once and we just ignored it. I just like brushed it off. And I think that's something that it's very common for us to do as humans, mm-hmm. women and men to just brush off things that we don't want to accept. Um, I was probably 19, 20 years old. So now that I'm trying to get pregnant, I'm just thinking, like, what if I didn't go horseback riding? <laughs> what if I didn't get on the horse you know maybe I would have had a baby right now um I think something that I'm big believer in is affirmations what you put out into the world into the universe is what comes back to you and I've been trying to correct something I will always put out when I was young when I was young I would always say I only want to have one kid I only want one kid and that's it no more so I believe that whatever you put into the universe, whatever you declare is what you're going to get. So for me, you know, just going back and just retracing my past and knowing what is, because what's happening to us now is a result of the actions we took of things we said months, even years ago. And now we're seeing the result of it. So for me, it's a, Retracing my steps, retracing you know the years before all this is happening, and adjusting it and making changes. And now I have positive affirmations such as the song. If you guys listen to the to my five minute trailer, you guys probably didn't hear the song, and I couldn't post it because of copyrights. But it literally says, "Um, yo soy." Um, Your <laughs> the uh-huh, yo soy diosa poderosa and It is yo soy mujer mujer loba something like that loba poderosa um, and it talks about how you know in mi vientre está todo mi poder so that song has been on replay every single day I'm on the car and it's on replay I already know I know the full on the things <laughs> me too, I I play too.
1: since you shared it with me I keep playing it and it's more of like whenever I feel like I'm starting to feel down I don't want to use the word depressed <laughs> it's just I'm low on energy because um, I play it and um, I feel like I gain back my my power you know my goddess and yeah definitely uh, I'm,
2: gonna,
1: I'm gonna try to play a clip of it hopefully this podcast
0: does not get you know (laughs) erased because of this I want to go (laughs) to
2: can you hear it
1: yeah I can hear it Okay, so I wanted to play that.
0: Hold on. Hello? No. Oh,
1: yes. What
0: the Now it
2: sounds like
0: an echo. <laughs> Hello? Hello? It's still an echo. How about now? There. Oh, okay. I had a volume on. Sorry, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um, new new, first time we're here with the, oops, with the Zoom. I just wanted to play that little part where it says, gestadora de todo el renacer. Um, and en mi vientre está todo mi poder. Because that's like literally saying that I'm the, you know, the diosa, the goddess of life, of giving life. And you know, re um re, life. It's pretty much just saying that as, you know, we're the goddess of giving life. And in our womb is all our power because no one else, besides woman, talking about, you know, woman. And it's all woman in all, all um, not only in humans, but in also in animals. The woman is the one that has the power to give life. And that's a very a very um ble- ble- it's a great blessing to have and it's a very powerful power <laughs> I know it's redundant but it's a powerful power to have because no one else besides females on this earth even flowers only flowers that can give birth are the the i think something female chromosome i don't know what the heck i don't know science but <laughs> i know it's female except i think the only exception not even that because in the seahorses i think the male carries the eggs but it's the woman i think the female seahorse puts the eggs in the i don't know i have no idea And i know <laughs> that women are the ones that can you know give life so listening to that song and playing it over and over and it's after because it's pure pure affirmations and if you guys want to um, the link to it, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Simply The Podcast, and I'll go ahead and post it on there so you guys can go ahead and listen to the full song. Um, very catchy. I love the beat. I love the lyrics. Um, and I think to conclude this episode of Simply The we hopped on here today to get to know Tanya and her story um, and how I don't want to say infertility because saying infertility is like saying we're never going to get pregnant, but how getting pregnant and pregnancy is not always pretty. And there's topics within the pregnancy and within trying to get pregnant that's never talked about. Um, And I think it's important that we talk about them, that we're more open about them because we never know who could who we can inspire, who can need it, need the support, need the guidance, and just know that we're here for you. And if you guys want to meet Tanya, go ahead and follow us again on our Instagram, simply the OSA podcast. And I'll go ahead and be posting a picture of Tanya and (laughs) um, tagging her so you can go ahead and follow her. Uh, But follow us. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and follow or subscribe to this podcast. Um. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I just wanted to let you know that it's just the the point and the the meaning of this episode was to just talk about emotions, to talk about things that aren't okay to talk about. And like Tanya said at the beginning, it's okay to not be okay sometimes, and it's okay for you to be on an emotional roller coaster, and it's okay for you to need some time to just cry and just be on your own and, you know, want to shut the world out. It's okay, but just don't stay there for too long. Um,
1: Right. And I do have a message for your listeners. Um, I just wanted to say to be kind to yourself. I think that's the greatest lesson I learned from this. Just be kind to yourself and allow yourself to laugh and enjoy the small moments that make you feel whole again you may go through similar situations or even other situations that might make you feel that you are stuck however if you allow laughter to come back into your life you're going to be able to heal and that's definitely something that has been helping me
0: yeah i think it's um I think it ties in with, you know, it's okay for us to be in our emotions. It's normal. You know, we're human, we're women. And if you're trying to get pregnant and you're going through what I'm going through or you've gone through what Tanya has gone through, um, it's okay to be in your emotions. It's okay to be down once in a while. But like Tanya said, um, it's also okay for you to be happy again. And it's also okay for you to laugh again. So it's okay for you to be happy and sad. There's nothing wrong with that. It's totally normal. You're not crazy. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal to feel to to. I think the point is, yes, we're all going to be sad. Yes, we're all going through our own emotional roller coaster. But the important thing here is to always remember that you're human, and it's okay for you to, like Tanya said, to laugh. I think that's the best medicine. Out there to help cure or help you out or help you get out of that funk that you may be in of that sadness or depression, whatever you want to call it, um, is to just laugh and enjoy life again and know that it's okay to move on and it's okay to keep going. You know, um, I think that's also, That's the topic for another day talking about, you know, how talking about moving on after. An, uh, an event as big and impactful as tanya's event um but it's okay you're okay you are a diosa and you have that power to give life and just you know i think the the most important thing as well is don't let any doctor or don't let any family or friends tell you that you don't have that power to give life because you do it's just about dis- rediscovering it finding it again and just being thankful for it and know that it's still there um how do you find it i have no idea that's why i'm doing this podcast so you guys can join me on my journey to finding that power again um because we're all Dios, as we all come here and we have the power to give life and on my end that's it tanya
1: anything else you want to say Um, just to keep reminding yourself you are a goddess and I myself I'm a goddess as well (laughs) yeah and
0: thank you so much for being on here Tanya thank you so much for sharing your story I know you've impacted at least one person who's listening to this if not all of them Um, and if you are listening to this and you want to come on here and share your story whether it's you're going through pregnancy or whether any story you have of um, events or um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just going to go with events or experiences women go through and we don't talk about because of the norms or because it's not normal or because you should just keep to yourself, but you want to talk, you want to let it out. Simply Dios says here for you. You can go ahead and DM us on Instagram and we can go ahead and set up and set up a meeting for you to on simply diosa so thank you guys so much for listening and thank you tanya for being here for sharing your story for being so vulnerable vulnerable. (laughs) yes i love having you on
2: here
0: yes and thank you actually because i love having you here and listening to your story Um, so yeah that's pretty much it thank you ladies Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to Simply Diosa. I hope you enjoyed this episode you just listened to. We want to go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Simply Diosa Podcast. You can go ahead and do that. We will go ahead and post there when we um, have released a new episode. And you guys can get to know more of the host Maggie Trevino and the behind the scenes and everything that has to do with Simply Diosa. So that's pretty much it. So thank you so much for all the support and all the love. And babe, remember, you are a diosa.